0: Views and opinions expressed on Tuesday Takeover are not representative of KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show.
1: Rose it fakes the
0: spike in the end zone touchdown whoa
1: Jordan Leslie
0: Dan Marino will be proud. no does not have the leg and Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone he'll run it out to the 10 15 20 25 30 35 40 45 50 45 there goes Davis oh my god Davis is going to run it all the way back. Ober's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! He ran the midfield field, goal back! He ran it back 109 yards! They're not going to keep him off the field tonight! Holy cow! Yo, what's going on, Maryville? You know what, we're still here. We're in the podcast version today. The Student Senate here at Northwest Missouri State is... Drastically hurting Nolan and I's ability to talk about college football <laughs> to the capacity that we would like to talk about it in. So we're going to come to you in a podcast version because there's just so much going on in the NCAA as a whole, college basketball, college football. College basketball is getting ready to start here any day now, it seems like. College football was crazy this weekend. We're here to talk about it with you, as always, on a Tuesday. Awesome McNorton, Nolan Brooks here with you. Let's start as we always do, so today in the podcast, we're going to go through the big games that happened over week 9, we're going to preview the big games that happened in week 10, and then we got some breaking news coming up at the end of the show, we'll discuss that, it's pretty crazy. And get excited, EA EA Sports fans, (laughs) we'll explain. (laughs) Look at the AP Top 25 poll over the past weekend, you know, obviously the biggest storyline coming out of the past weekend... Yes, sir! Emaw, baby! Kansas State Wildcats. Can you believe it? I can't. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, the Wildcats and Chris Kleiman take down Boomer Sooner for the first time in a long time. Kansas State defeats Oklahoma for, I believe, the first time in like seven games in Manhattan. And they win that one 48-41. to The Sooners drop back all the way in the AP poll to number 10, dropping back five spots. They were formerly at number five. Uh, other big notables, Notre Dame. That hurts Nolan there a little bit. They drop back eight spots after getting thumped by Michigan. Michigan moves up five spots. Wisconsin dropping back five spots after back-to-back losses over Ohio State. Um Kansas State getting back into the top 25 at number 22, Memphis getting into the top 25 and San Diego State at number 25 getting in for the first time this season. Auburn falling back a couple of spots after losing to LSU in Death Valley. And Oregon moving has a significant jump moving inside of the top 10 to number 11. And then really the only shakeup inside of the top 5 LSU jumps ahead of the Crimson Tide to the number one team in the nation. Nolan, thoughts on the newest AP poll if after Week 9?
1: Uh, I'm actually okay with it. I think you saw a lot of shakeup, but respectfully so. Uh, Notre Dame dropping back as much as they did was probably probably worth the the thought. I mean, when you get beat like that, and you're supposed to be on the, or like looking to make a playoff spot, and you get beat like that by another ranked team, you're gonna drop back quite a bit. And as far as LSU moving up above uh, Alabama, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, okay. I I think LSU is the number one team in the country right now, and respectfully so, their resume is fantastic. And I mean, they they just. I don't know, they look more impressive right now to me than I've seen from Alabama. Alabama's impressive, but it's the same old Alabama that you're used to. They beat everybody by a lot and they cruise throughout their season. That's that's nothing so, new.
0: So see that that's where I, I'm actually gonna disagree a little bit. If if they're just, you know, being oh, why does that hurt why does that hurt them if saying, "Oh, well they're just Alabama and they're dominating teams. Why does that why does that hurt them?" Like I understand. I totally agree. LSU has definitely played a better schedule. But I mean, that's not necessarily Alabama's fault. I mean, it's just the way that things kind of worked out for them to start the season. Their end of their season schedule gets a lot tougher. Um and but when you look at it, yeah, okay, their toughest opponent this season has been Texas A&M. But they won in college station 47 to 28. They have put up over 35 points in every single game 42, 62, 47, 49, 59, 47, 35, 48. Like, yeah, I know they're not the team, the, the opponents that LSUs are playing, but I don't, I don't understand why that should hurt them. I understand why it hurts Clemson because Clemson, like Alabama, isn't playing anybody. But Clemson isn't beating them, beating those teams that they should win against like Alabama is. So why does that
1: hurt them, you know? I th- I think you're starting to see kind of a transition. Maybe. So do you want Alabama to win, like put up 80 points? It, not, not necessarily from what I want to see. I mean, I, I still think Alabama could be the number one team in the country and hold that spot, honestly, for the rest of the year. But right now, I think what's kind of been taking into account is the fact that LSU is playing tougher opponents right now. Right. And when Alabama starts to play them, you know, if Alabama plays as well as they have been against these ranked opponents that they're going to see here in this latter half of the schedule, then maybe you see Alabama jump back up to number one because LSU got to number one specifically for that reason. And, I mean – That would be the only way, and if you look at the AP poll, I mean, LSU only beat out Alabama by two points. Alabama actually had more votes than LSU did in the AP, and Alabama had a significant amount more votes in the coaches' poll than LSU. So it's really just kind of neck and neck, and in the AP's version, the only reason LSU is above right now is because they have beaten ranked opponents more recently than alabama has so once alabama plays them then yes don't be surprised if alabama sticks around at number one but at the same time lsu has an argument a little bit more right now because of their ranked opponents okay yeah i I can see that so now i guess my i'm not saying Alabama's bad by any sense well no in fact i even said this might be a better alabama team this year than i've seen before and their backup quarterback, granted, they're playing Arkansas. Doesn't mean anything. And But next, they still look good. Next week
0: we get to preview on Tuesday Takeover, so stay tuned for this. Next week we get to preview college football playoff game one, LSU versus Alabama. They will both be the number one and number two team in the nation. They both have buys this weekend. No excuses for either team. They're both coming in full blow, full rested. Um, I believe that game's in tu- – is it in Tuscaloosa? It's
1: in Tuscaloosa. It is. That's going to be
0: nuts. There you go. College there's football that, playoff there's game one. That there's
1: your shakeup. There's your shakeup right there, all Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to see number one versus number two essentially right. in a spot for the college football playoff.
0: So what What did this weekend with Oklahoma losing, what did it do for them? Are the, Is the Big 12 now out of the college football playoff because here, here are some other significantly significant notables from, um, from week nine, in terms of the Big 12 anyway. Iowa State also lost. Texas also lost. Right now, the only team undefeated in the Big 12 is Baylor. <laughs> I mean, what? So does it hurt Oklahoma, one, that they lost, obviously, but two, that their best win of the season,
1: Texas, also lost. Is the Big Twelve done? Absolutely. Unfortunately, that this is. is honestly this is the situation that's happened. I for have like mixed emotions. Like I'm, I'm so happy. Well, I know you're the K State <laughs> fan. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. sure I'm sure you're excited because K State just knocked off right a very very good Oklahoma team, and they look fantastic doing so. But at the same time, that ruins any Big Twelve representation in the playoff. But hey,
0: I. I think it, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I think this is it for Oklahoma. just
0: because of how great the rest of, specifically the SEC Look at the top
1: five. Honestly,
0: right, the top five all undefeated, and we are still we still have some games between those top five that are going to play LSU and Alabama, obviously Ohio State and Penn State are still going to play each other, but then I think in terms of whoa, well someone's going to lose, yeah, obviously, but then you're going to put in georgia you're gonna put in florida you're gonna put in oregon those teams are gonna be ahead of oklahoma now for the foreseeable future because they've played better opponents they have better losses i mean you look at oregon their only loss of the season is to auburn that's tremendous you look at georgia's only loss of the season not great but you look at their wins tremendous oklahoma doesn't really have a great win and they have a bad loss that's tough. I mean cuz I think Oklahoma is wa- certainly deserving to be right up there with those but a loss like this it kills you. And I think here's an interesting question and I know we're sticking with OU, but they're they're, they're the biggest news over the past weekend. Go Cats. But <laughs> <laughs> but how do OU fans view Lincoln Riley now? Because You are put in a similar situation, and a lot of people criticize Bob Stoops for this. Probably unfairly, but he got some criticism for it. Bob Stoops was known as a guy who would consistently get Big 12 championships, get Heisman Trophy candidates, but he couldn't ever win a national championship. He did, but he didn't win one of recent. Is Lincoln Riley headed in that direction? Two straight Heisman finalists, two straight Big 12 championships, no college football playoff wins no championships, and now you're potentially missing out on the college football playoff. Still, you have a Heisman Trophy candidate, no doubt, and you're going to have a Big 12 champion, I believe, unless they lose again. But I believe they're the Big 12 champions still. So, what, like, what's the view now on Lincoln Riley? Uh,
1: I don't think it should change at all. I think, I think maybe they're, they're probably going to have a little bit of concern, a little bit of red flags raised, much like with Harbaugh. Okay. Maybe, okay. Not, maybe not as scrutinizing, okay. maybe not as negative. Right. Because there was a lot of negative around Harbaugh. But because
0: rather than Harbaugh and Lincoln Riley, Riley's winning conference championships. Exactly, right.
1: and Michigan is not. Right. So they have that going for them, but I think it's, it's still very similar to the Harbaugh situation because it's like, well, just seems like you can't get over... This one hump that would get you into that elite level to make a college football playoff. It's just one step away, it seems like. But even so, this year, it feels like Oklahoma is still good enough. They just hit one bump. Right. And they're not going to make it it's now. a significant bump. Because their record, even, even though their record is still good enough to make it, and considering these top five teams are going to play each other in the coming weeks, I mean, it's... Just the way the Big 12 is now shaped after Texas losing and all of that, it just basically takes away any confidence for the Big 12. And with that being said, I don't. If I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm not worried, but I'm also a little on edge to be like, well, what am I going to do? Like, how? What? Right. How am I going to turn this around and get over that one final hump? Uh, and I mean, respectfully, so Oklahoma could still easily make this. They just need to – They're gonna need, there, they, a lot needs to happen. They
0: don't control their own destiny.
1: No. They don't control their own destiny, which – Unfortunately, they would – if you look at the AP poll, you would need Georgia to beat Florida, move Florida around. I right. mean, there, a lot would need to happen. So
0: in finalizing the recap of week nine, <laughs> literally every single game – in the Big 12 wasn't upset. Every single one. K-State defeated Oklahoma, of course. TCU defeated Texas. Oklahoma State went two aims and defeated Iowa State, which... Oh, the Cyclones are so freaking frustrating. I can't... I cannot... Like, I don't know. I feel like I've, I have picked way more games wrong for Iowa State than I have right. Um, and then... KU They get a win. Can you believe it? KU gets a win. Did you see the ending play? Unbelievable.
1: Did you see about about your Hawks
0: here for a second? I'll give you the time because I mean I'm happy about Kansas State. I'll let you KU
1: got get a big twelve big twelve win. Let's be clear here. I am not an (laughs) avant Kansas football fan. There aren't many out there, so
0: that's understandable.
1: While I respect them and I do watch their games every week. Good for you. That's hey I still that watch is a lot
0: better than most KU fans. I can attest. I will
1: I fully admit that they are not my go to team to I watch.
0: One hundred percent I don't care. I one hundred percent respect any KU fan who watches their games. Yeah. Because more often than not, they don't. So yeah. I respect you for
1: yeah. that. So basically that last play of the game, it was I can't even remember what the final score was. It was forty something to forty something. Right. Um, and just looking at it, I think what what from what I remember was KU lined up to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. It gets blocked on the first one. Texas Tech catches it, is running, gets the ball punched out. KU recovers basically in the same spot where they were kicking I from. I did see this play, and then KU kicked the winning field goal. Because, yes, next K- play KU, after that.
0: KU, yeah, KU lined up for the game-winning field goal, te- blocked. Tech blocked it, tried to lateral it on the return. So dumb. They tried to lateral fumbled. it on the return. They fumbled, KU recovers, and then they kick it. Get it with, because they recovered it with one second on the clock.
1: Yeah, they recovered it and immediately called a timeout and then kicked the game-winning field goal essentially in the same spot they were just in. That uh, yeah, what a way to get. You I know, mean, your first big. I have hit in I have a buddy so from high school who w- goes to KU. Was he at the game? And he w- had a Snapchat video that he sent me from it. And oh my gosh, <laughs> it it goes it goes from, oh no, oh wait, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and then <laughs> screaming, and then the last video is him is them rushing onto the field and running out onto the field. Gosh, that's so crazy! You rush the field when you beat Tech on a field goal, whatever. Um, but yeah, but it's Kenny cool. doesn't win very many Big Twelve no, games. No no, so. no, 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 no. They, <laughs> I mean, so well, it was cool to see
0: what a what a weekend in the Big Twelve. Really, really unfortunate there for the Sooners and Longhorns. But you know, for the state of Kansas, they really kind of screwed things up for the Big Twelve. Which you know what? That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Sets up a fun Sunflower Showdown on Saturday. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Uh, the Big Ten, obviously the biggest game out of the Big Ten. Um, there were two of them. Ohio State dominated Wisconsin. In another big win for the Buckeyes' resume. Um, Michigan defeats Notre Dame mightily. Kind of surprising there how I did not pick this one right. Michigan, 45-14. to over Notre Dame. Minnesota moves to 8-0, defeating Maryland. Iowa wins. Illinois wins. Rutgers. Rutgers actually getting a win over Liberty. And Indiana defeating Nebraska. Tough scene for the Cornhuskers, and we're sorry for our local listening audience. But the two big games, Ohio State, wow. Michigan, wow. Wow. Um, Sorry, sorry for your fighting
1: Irish there Nolan. That's that's tough. I mean, it's it's fine. I, again, that probably eliminates them, so more more than likely because they're they have the independent schedule. Yeah. When you lose to They're really holding on to that yeah. Georgia game and now Now you have a loss to Michigan by a lot. Pretty significant amount. So yeah. Uh that all but knocks Notre Dame me, out. And to me,
0: from this weekend Ohio State I think even more supplemented that they're the best team in this conference.
1: Uh yeah, that's if I'm if I'm Penn State and Wisconsin and I'm watching this I'm I'd be pretty worried cuz there was a point where Wisconsin looked better than Penn State in some areas. Right. Wisconsin against Ohio State looked yeah. looked like a good thing and now Ohio State showed you they're a lot better than Wisconsin, now, so now, honestly, Penn State's the only legitimate threat that I would pick yeah, right now. So would I. So would and I. And even so, Ohio State still looks a lot better than Penn State does. I I would agree. So, I, would agree. I mean, it's looking it's looking where like a that, pretty clear path for. Where is that game forward. played at? Ohio
0: State takes on Penn State. Um, near the end of the season, and it's, it's in home. Columbus. So that's, yeah. That's, that helps. Yeah. That helps the Buckeyes out yeah. there. I imagine probably both teams will be undefeated in that game, but we'll see unless something crazy happens like it did this weekend with OU. The SEC, not a whole lot. Alabama wins. A&M wins. Tennessee wins. Surprisingly, actually, kind of over South Carolina. <laughs> Missouri uh, really struggles against Kentucky, apparently, in football. Did so Kelly Bryant get hurt? Something happened in that game where, where he went out. Where he, went yeah. out. Um, he still had 130 yards through the air. But the biggest game over the weekend, LSU, a narrow win, still at home. Joe Burrow, another impressive performance, putting up 321 yards on the Auburn Tigers as the LSU Tigers win 23-20. to So now LSU getting that one out of the way, getting a bye, face the Crimson Tide. Boy, what a game that's going to be.
1: We're going to preview that one next week, probably for a significant portion of the show. Yeah, and I mean... No doubt be college game day. Well, like, I think it's kind of bringing back old memories of when LSU was, like, it was number one Alabama, number two LSU. LSU had fallen off the table. I wouldn't even say fallen off the table completely, but they quieted down as a program for a few years. Now they're back, and... This, mu- I mean, this is one of the better LSU teams that you've seen in a while. And so now to get to see number one versus number two essentially going into that game is going to be huge. It's, yeah. Uh, if you if you are looking for Big 12 content next week, I really hope you're prepared to not hear Big 12 content because that's going to be a hard game to pick. We're going to preview that game for probably quite a while.
0: Now to preview week 10 of college football here on the Tuesday Takeover podcast version. Austin Norton, Nolan Brooks here with you as Student Senate is currently on X106. That's why we weren't able to do the show live. Having a debate. Curious to see how that's going to go. But, College Game Day, where are you headed? They are headed to Memphis, Tennessee. They are headed to historic Beale Street as... The Tigers are set to take on the undefeated SMU um, Mustangs. Are they the – yes, they are the Mustangs. I was like, first thing I almost wanted to say the Mules, but I I, I don't know. I, I guess I had Central Missouri on my brain. I don't know. <laughs> SMU, not um, CMU, right? Or UCM. Wow. I'm
1: just all over <laughs> – wow. Uh, anyway, with your acronyms college
0: there. game day on its way to Beale Street – The Tigers, number 24 in the nation now, newly ranked. uh, SMU, number 15 in the nation. Should be a good game here. To me, I I would go with SMU. They've proven to me that they can win in tough places against tough teams. Memphis now ranked. They've only lost one game on the season. Um, I actually want to – Memphis' only loss of the season was to – boy. Temple, a yeah, two-point loss to Temple, 30-28 to 28 back on October 12th, just a couple of weeks ago. And Memphis coming in with a little bit of momentum. They went on the road and defeated Tulsa in a really close game, 42-41. SMU still undefeated on the season. If I we're, uh, we're going to pick this game, I would pick SMU. I think it's so impressive that this program and what they've overcome from the death penalty and everything else to be in this situation now is I one of the best, if not the best team out of the non-Power 5 conferences. So I'm going to go with SMU.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take SMU as well. Uh, SMU just seems like they're really putting together the they pieces do. to they be do. a pretty decent bowl team this year. Obviously, they're way out of reach of any hopes at a calls football playoff or right. anything like that. But uh it's it's still a very very good SMU team this year. Uh you know, it's it's gonna be tough for them because Memphis is in the top twenty five now at seven and one. They were just outside of the top twenty five. And I mean really this is just kind of a toss up who you could take but Considering who SMU is this year, um, they are a very legitimate team. So uh, that being said, yeah, I'm going to take SMU as well just because they seem to have the pieces together be to, blah, to be a good bowl team and win this ball game.
0: Now we look at the three conferences that we primarily cover here on Tuesday Takeover, Big 12, Big 10, SEC. Not that many games in the Big 12 this week. Uh, Oklahoma getting to buy, Texas Tech getting to buy, Texas getting to buy. We look first, a Thursday night game, Halloween night, will be live. ESPN will be live from Waco, Texas. (laughs) Now sole leader in the Big 12, undefeated, number 12 in the nation, Bears, will be playing host to West Virginia. I'm shocked by this Baylor team. But they have looked pretty solid on both sides of the ball
1: and West Virginia hasn't. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, I tried to I tried to think of something, but it's just West Virginia hasn't.
1: Yeah, uh, Baylor's really good this right? year. Right? Why? Uh, <laughs> this is like reminiscence of
0: um, RG3 R- Baylor.
1: Yeah. And that, that team was really good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is not going to be close. Uh, if you are a West Virginia fan listening to this, I am sorry you have to go and play Baylor. On Halloween Thursday night, night. but uh, I don't know. Maybe the Halloween festivities will get Could to potentially the be a Bears. trap game. Maybe. I don't know. We'll Oklahoma- see. Or Baylor still
0: has to play Oklahoma and Texas in back-to-back weeks, so could be a potential trap game for the Bears. I doubt it. Now we look at TCU at Oklahoma State. <sighs> both of these teams, I mean, both coming off of pretty impressive wins. Um, Oklahoma State traveled to Ames. And got a win. TCU hosted Texas and got a win. I, this game's kind of interesting to me. The line is set at three in favor of the Cowboys. I would probably agree. I th- I'm going to go with, you know, home field advantage, I think, in favor of the Cowboys in this one. Matt Duggan, fre- true freshman quarterback. It's tough. Oklahoma State has a very consistent run
1: game. I'll go with the Cowboys at home. Oh, man, this is. This was really close to me, though. (sighs) Yeah, this is. Man, if you just kind of look at it, I mean, Oklahoma State is more efficient on the offensive side of the ball. But on defense. Give the edge to TCU. TCU is way way more efficient. They just
0: held Sam Ellinger to 27 points. Exactly.
1: Hmm. Right. I know. It's tough. You know what? Give me TCU okay. on the road. I don't just. Um, dis- I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with that pick. I think. I think maybe they have a way of utilizing the defense to get a win on the road. I mean, TCU.
0: I, I can't necessarily disagree with that. Now for the sunflower showdown.
1: <laughs> you know who I'm taking.
0: Kansas State travels. You know who I'm taking. Kansas <laughs> State travels to Lawrence for. The Wildcats taking on the Jayhawks. Les Miles, Chris Kleiman meet up for the first time. Ah, both coming off of really impressive wins. I said, I said that I would start leaning more towards KU once they actually proved to me that they would beat a Big Twelve opponent, and they did. But I mean, you know, I can't pick them to win in this game, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I just goes I expected against nothing. That less, just goes but... against like every fiber in my being. Although I, I do think this is going to be one of the more interesting Sunflower Showdown games we've had in a while um, because, like what I just said, everything's pointing to it to be a good game. Both teams are feeling super confident. Tech KU feels like they should have beat Texas and probably should have and then defeated Texas Tech. And K-State's coming off of two impressive wins against TCU and, of course, Oklahoma. I think this could potentially be close, but K-State's won like the last of Ten, uh, I think eleven matchups in a row now. So I'm gonna go with Kansas State. I'm call me biased. That's fine. I I don't care.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you're biased. I think it's a smart pick. But that's why I'm taking Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I have to. I have, you have to go to. against you, literally you on have this to. one. To. I mean, it's a of course. If you're looking for turmoil, folks, between I'm these actually two hosts, it's not really about this game.
0: No, no game on the uh, of the year scares me more than this <laughs> game. It shouldn't scare because you because no matter funny. no matter what happens, uh, it scares me every year. Even if K states significantly better uh, than KU, because no matter what happens in you know any basketball or whatever. KU has never, ever been able to combat with trying to beat us in football because it hasn't been close. But I think this could be the year that it could be close. I think both teams are going to be fired up. It's going to be fun in Lawrence. I wish I could be there for it, but I'm going to St. Louis, which will also be fun. (laughs) And – one's staying here to watch the Bearcats, which will also be fun. So yeah, and uh, it will be on the yeah. call for that one. Yeah, so. it'll be fun, folks. We'll be tuning in Tune on in. our cell
1: phones. Tune in, you're gonna hear my voice a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Not gonna say. Well, why. I mean, you've already
0: heard our voices a lot yeah. since last Saturday.
1: So, well, I'm not gonna say exactly why you'll hear my voice a lot. You and I know why. But <laughs> we do know why. I'll just we we'll we'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> now we look at the Big Ten this weekend. Week 10, of course, these are the three conferences we cover. Not that many games in the Big 10 again, and not really that many interesting games, to be completely honest, so we can kind of speed go through these. Michigan at Maryland. Michigan. I'll go Wolverines. Nebraska at Purdue.
1: I'm Uh, taking Nebraska.
0: Boy, I want to take Nebraska too. Um, The line is three in favor of Nebraska. Purdue is two and six on the year. Nebraska – as uh, 4 and 4. <sighs> oh boy, I think this could be a tough game for Nebraska, but wow, this is I'm going to I'm 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 going to go with Nebraska too. I don't want to, but I think if if there's a game they should win. They need to win this or Scott Frost is going to be looking at some serious controversy if he hasn't been already. Rutgers at Illinois, I'm going to go with Illinois. Yeah, I'll go Illinois as well. Northwestern at Indiana. Give me Indiana. Northwestern. Yeah. Come I mean, come on. You were in the Big Ten championship game last season. What happened? Now, so, yeah, not not too much craziness in the Big Ten. That'll all come next week. The SEC, kind of similar. The biggest game of the season will be coming up next week. I feel like we keep, like, teasing, oh, stay tuned. We're going to preview that. We've already kind of been previewing it because it's just it's so intriguing. Um, so, as I patiently wait for the internet to cooperate with me (laughs) Pulling up the SEC schedule Nolan, do you have it pulled up? What what games are we looking at? Oh, here we go Right when I say that, here we go Uh, The University of Texas San Antonio travels to College Station That ain't going to be close Give me the Aggies (laughs) Mississippi State at Arkansas I think this is actually kind of a close game What? Arkansas hasn't won an SEC game in a while
1: though They've lost five games in a row I think this might be the game they turn it around.
0: Mississippi State is not that good this season. That's what I said. They've been battling a I lot of injuries. Arkansas. I think I'm going to go with Arkansas too. Mississippi State's been banged up all year, and they are even when they're healthy.
1: I don't think they're spectacular. Well, Arkansas also has some closer games against right against that lower tier, tier SEC teams. Yeah. where it could have gone either way by via turnover. Where that in those end of games, the game,
0: Mississippi State hasn't won. In exactly, so I think, yeah,
1: hey, I'll give Arkansas the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're in it to in the streak of losing right now. So.
0: Ole Miss at Auburn. Auburn. I'll
1: take the Tigers.
0: They're coming off of a loss. They're going to be fired up for that one against Ole Miss. UAB, they travel to take on the Volunteers. Taking. Stephen Chapel <laughs> obviously going to go with the Blazers in this one. I'm going to go with the Volunteers. Um, UAB... I mean, offensively, they've actually been pretty solid this season. They're coming off of three straight wins. But I think Tennessee's potentially maybe figured it out. They've won two out of their last three SEC games, and the way they started the season, I would not have believed that. But I'm going to go with the Volunteers.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Volunteers as well. Even though on paper, UAB does does look pretty convincing. Uh, I just think strength of schedule Yeah, potentially this is this yeah. Vandy
0: at South Carolina. I don't know what happened to South Carolina last week, but I think they bounced back against Vanderbilt. Uh
1: man, let's look at this. Right.
0: I was like, uh, the line is fifteen in favor of South Vanderbilt Carolina. That doesn't not- seem right to me, but Vanderbilt is coming off of a bye, and they're also coming off a win against Missouri. Where South Carolina's lost their last two, I think this is potentially a lot. I think it's definitely a lot closer than fifteen. But I I'll bet s- this I'll comes down to like South a field Carolina, goal. right? I yeah, think it's definitely South a lot Carolina. closer than than uh, fifteen. So, yeah, that's okay. that's it for the weekly preview. A lot of great games in Week Ten. Stay tuned for that. So, but, oh, actually, we forgot one significant game in the SEC. A really significant game. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. The best Uh, game
0: in the whole thing. uh, Yeah, probably the best game in all All week, all of college football. To be honest, Georgia at Florida.
1: No, 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 no. no, no. It is in. It is in uh, Athens. Oh, it is. It's in Athens. Yes, because I I looked at it and I thought I read it wrong. Mm. Yeah, Georgia versus Florida. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It says I think it is. on ESPN, it right. says number eight Georgia versus number six Florida at. in Jacksonville. So that is wrong. I'm sorry. You're correct. So
0: we are looking at Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift taking on the best defense in the SEC and the Gators at home. We saw what Florida did to Auburn and Bo Nix in Gainesville. Are we seeing a similar situation here with Jake Fromm? This is a this is a big time implication game in terms of who makes the SEC championship game out of the East. This game right here determines who makes that game essentially because these are the two best teams in the East. Whoever wins this game will face either LSU or Alabama out of the West.
1: Mm. Who you got
0: and why? I think. Let's see. The line is
1: six and a half. Wow, six I'd and a say half for Georgia. I'd say that's accurate though. I think yeah, I th- I could see this coming down to like a last a touchdown in the last minute and a half right. of the game and it being right the telltale. I could also see this coming down to a field goal. Hmm. This is tough.
0: I could see this potentially going one of two ways in this game. I could see it being very low scoring or I can see Kirby Smart coming up with a really good game plan to beat um, Florida's defense and force Kyle Trask to win the game. And I think in in both of those situations, for me, the Bulldogs win. So I'm going to go with Georgia on the road, essentially ending the Gators' season. I mean, not ending it, obviously, but ending their college football playoff hopes, ending their SEC championship hopes. It's going to be wild down there in Gainesville, though.
1: Yeah, this is the game of the week, honestly. This should have been called... Call game day. I would agree. Um, yeah, I, I think mean, it's probably
0: because they've already been to Gainesville twice this season, so I think that's probably the logic. Yeah, of
1: it. you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia as well. Georgia's got a run game. I really like that. I think having a two sided offense is going to be very key. You look at Auburn. You look at Auburn when they played Florida. They run. They don't have a significant run game. They don't. I mean, it's good. And Georgia does. It's good. But it's not a significant one, and Georgia has DeAndre Swift. Right. He yeah. has 700, significant over 700 yards snaps. carrying, and he's only got 10 more carries than the Florida running back does. He helps. He so helps. having a run game, I think, is going to be significant in this case, and having that run game is going to be a little too much for Florida, but this game is going to be close, but give me the Bulldogs. <sighs> That's
0: going to be a great game. Week 10 is going to be fantastic, as it always is. Last week was great in week nine. Expect week 10 to be the same. And now, <clears throat> for the moment you've all been waiting for, we have breaking news. Here on Tuesday Takeover, big time news coming out of the NCAA who – so today, the NCAA's top decision makers I'm, – I I'm love that. I, I'm so glad <laughs> I found that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. NCAA's top decision makers voted unanimously just this afternoon to start the process of modifying its rule, which will allow college athletes to profit from their names, image, and likeness. And this will be in a manner consistent with the collegiate model. So it'll be in a way to where that it's a distinction between College and the pros, obviously. This came today. They released this information after the Board of Governors from the NCAA met in Atlanta on the campus of Emory University. And so I believe this will be implemented, um, I thought I read, in January of 2021, um, which would just
1: be... Huge. I had read something that said that the NCAA is requiring schools to work on this as soon as possible yes, and have it that implemented is, ASAP. That's yeah, Okay, and so. they can't have it implemented no later than twenty twenty one. So, uh, so, they so are, that's
0: where I, that's why I got the little bit of commu- they are miscom- moving.
1: Quickly that's where I got the
0: miscommunication. So yeah. I read twenty twenty one. So I was like, oh, that's when it's gonna start. They are m- making colleges work on and conferences. I guess not conferences work on this rule right now um, and getting it in place so that when 2021, when January rolls around, it will be ready to go. I think to me this all stimulates from what happened with California. They said with California passed the bill allowing this to happen, I think the NCAA looks at this and says, this is inevitable. We're not going to be able to avoid this it's it's happening. When we heard a lot of rumors about 12 different other states saying that they're going to do the same thing as California, and so I think the NCAA looked at that and said we ha- we have to do something. I mean, we have to do something. So, this is going to be huge for and and the whole debate initially was, "Oh, well, you know, how will this affect recruiting? Don't worry, Nick Saban, you're not going to lose recruits to USC anymore." Cause it's now going to be across the board, but you brought up a good point before we even started this podcast today. I want you to elaborate on your thought with this. What does this do now for one and done players? What does this do for guys like maybe not Zion Williamson, who's like you're an NBA talent, go play in the NBA? But what does this do for guys like Cam Reddish, who's like ah, uh, you you're on the verge of being an NBA, but you're not automatic. Do they stay longer now for four years you're saying, Man, I mean, look at all the look at all my jerseys in the crowd at Cameron Indoor. I'm making money off of that now. What is that what does that do for those type of players?
1: I would almost say it motivates them in a way. It gives them to an incentive to stay in college. That was the whole idea behind this. You're you're giving players an incentive to play. Play college for basketball. You. Yeah. Because before where they weren't getting any money for their likenesses, it's like, well, you know, I go out and I bust my tail for you every week, and I get nothing out of it except a win or a loss in the column, and maybe some bruises, and I get a full ride scholarship, which I don't know about you, i take a full ride scholarship. Anyway, I, besides two. the point, <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's going to motivate players in a way where it's like, you know, if I go out and I drop 30, well, I'm worth the money my jersey's worth the money Right. my name's worth the money you put in you make a video game if uh, ea sports people you better be livid i was just when we, not not what we was little, going to be so excited Get right hype now. all
0: you ea sports fans because this, chances are it's looking like i mean cause there's, there's no a, reason to hold it back now
1: no there's not so uh look look for that but that may now, be what I'm most excited about. There, there, there's an incentive now for players to go out and say, well, I can play for money and I can still benefit my team. If I go out and I get wins, this looks good for my program, but this also looks good for me because I am now earning what my name is making for this university. Now, I'm interested to see how many sports this – extends right. its There's a money lot of to, other factors because I'm positive that there are going to be there are going to be athletic programs or athletic clubs that say, "Well, why doesn't our women's soccer team get paid for their likeness?" They go out and they bust their tail just like the football players do. Right. Why doesn't is our rowing team get paid for their likeness? I don't know something of that matter. That is where this is going to be kind of iffy.
0: Yeah, and, it's and how, the board, how
1: much do you extend this and money that's, out?
0: And that's why I think the board members of the NCAA released their statement today, and they said that, along with saying, these rules have to be in- implemented by January 2021, like Nolan was saying, but they have to be transparent, focused, and enforceable, meaning that you have to be a little different than the pros, but it has to be 100% clear on these rules, which I think is gonna be pretty difficult to it has to be enforceable, which I think is a big key, and transparent. It's
1: how do you make it transparent I, and, and that's a great question. How do you make it transparent and not make it look like you're only paying your football and men's, men's basketball. basketball and maybe maybe your women's basketball team depending on the program. Right. A la like UConn, UConn Notre a la Dame, Baylor, Notre Dame. Those, South Carolina, yeah. that. If you aren't those programs, how are you going to make this a little more transparent to be able to pay everybody if that is what the goal is? If the goal is to pay every single athletic program, not not like extracurricular, like, you know, uh, rec league stuff. I'm talking full-ride scholarship athletes. If you can't find a way to pay everybody you're gonna cause a problem and, and that has been the issue and with if this you the whole are time. a
0: college administrator if you are an athletic director like I understand like a complaint potentially from a, a college soccer player for Duke saying well'm I- I'm, I'm working just as hard as Zion is but he's making four times the amount of money how can you how can you justify you can have all these rules and be as transparent as you want but how can you say, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you can make as much money as Scion.
1: Well, the only problem is if a university tries to be like, well, no, we're paying everybody equally. There's going to be proof where a, a. They're not, yeah. Yeah. It's. That's where that's where this is going to get dicey in the next couple in the year. Or so in the yeah, so it's it's,
0: it's going to get dicey. It's it's complicated, but I think in the grand scheme of things, we both agree it's the right
1: move. As of right now, yes, it was unavoidable. It's the right for move the because it was un- yes. That's the biggest thing. It was unavoidable.
0: unavoidable. This game, uh, as as Nolan said, the NCAA board of directors pulled their head out of their You know what? Like <laughs> like they woke up after California. They're like. Hmm. How are we going to avoid this? Ah, we'll just ignore it. Let it and then sit 12 for a other states are like, "Oh man, Florida's like, oh, we're going to do the same thing." Ohio's like, "Oh, we're going to do the same thing." It's like, "Uh, we got to do something."
1: Well, cuz if you think about it, there's so many big programs in the states that right after California passed their law, we're like, "Oh, well, yeah, I want to do this. This could be a real thing." I mean, who
0: brings in the most money to the state of North Dakota? The bison for North Dakota state. Uh, No
1: question about it. So
0: should those – I mean, those players should, I think, make a little bit off of that. Yeah, I'm not saying – This is completely different from the pay-to-play argument. Completely different. They are getting off of how well-known they are, essentially. Their likeness. They're not getting – Oh. They're not getting paid by recruiters saying, oh, come here, we'll pay you this amount to come here. here, It's not that at all.
1: If you wear this Vans shirt or these Vans shoes, we'll give you a check every month. Right. This is, oh, your name is on the back of a jersey now, which I think that's cool, that they're going to be allowed to put names on jerseys now. Oh, absolutely. Which... That man, Tim I Tebow could go, had the
0: like third largest jersey sale in the nation when he played name football. W-
1: his well, well, his name wasn't even on it, but you knew who he was, right? And that's why it was such a big debate. You go, you go out and you buy a number fifteen Florida jersey from when Tebow was there. If you if you went out and bought it and you wore it, everyone's like, "Oh, that's a Tebow jersey." You know who it is? Oh, absolutely. Or you go out and you buy a number one. Duke Blue Devil jersey right now. Who is it? It's Zion. Of course. You know who it is. Of course. And so there's there's so many implications behind when, that. When you go to a KU sense.
0: basketball game and you see number four, who is it?
1: It's like, You know who it is. Like exactly. You know who it is. Now, granted, other players have worn the number, but if you you're talking it. as of recently... Or a 15 jersey from KU. That's exactly. Mario Chalmers. Exactly. You know it. You know who it is, and that's what... A
0: 30 for K-State. That's Michael Beasley. Exactly. You know it.
1: It makes it interesting, but... Man, is man is it going to get dicey in the next year because they got to find out how to pay everybody if that's what their goal is. If their goal is only to pay football right. and basketball, fine. But you're going to upset some programs because they they work hard too and they win games right. or try to win games and win competitions and stuff. And if that doesn't happen, you're going to upset some people.
0: In the grand scheme of things, theme,
1: it looks good. The rules
0: have to – w- it looks good. Nolan and I agree on that. It's going to get complicated. Nolan and I agree on that. These rules, again, this was decided this afternoon by the NCAA Board of Directors. The rules of of the colleges, of the conferences, have to be in place by January 2021. So this is moving really, really
1: fast. So well, considering that 2020 is only a month and a half away. Right. This is happening. The, this yeah, is, this, is this is moving fast.
0: EA Sports fans, get excited! I'm excited. I'm so. I mean, I remember, and I sure you could. What What did you do most on, in those college football games, Road to Glory? And you would beat the hell out of Kansas State, right? <laughs> and I would beat the hell out of Kansas. I mean, that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. You play the Road to Glory, and then you absolutely kick the crap out of your <laughs> out of your rivals. There's nothing more fun than that. There's nothing more fun than that. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast version of Tuesday Takeover. Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks. Stay tuned next week on X106. We'll be back live on the air. We're previewing LSU-Alabama. First game of the college football playoff, number one, number two in the nation. It's going to be great. Stay tuned for week 10 of the college football season. It's nuts up to this point. Thanks for tuning in, X106 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks.